Welcome back to another edition of Talk So Real with Matt Sonzala. I am Matt Sonzala, and this is the podcast in which I come down and talk to my friends. And at the moment, we're out here in Houston. And I've got a great friend of mine from the H-Town streets, <clears throat> from the early days of uh, keeping it real, my brother, Kwame Anderson. Are all those words are nice. MC Kwam, MCK. People call him Kwam. A long time ago. That was a long time ago. long time ago. Now people won't call me... They don't they even call me Kwame. They call me Anderson. Yeah, or Mr. Anderson. Something like that. Mr. Anderson, sir, can I use the restroom? Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. Most of the time. They don't ever say sir. No, you're a teacher now. Yeah. Well, you know, just the children don't do that anymore. They don't no. sir. And some of them I guess maybe do, but you know, in the, for the most part, it's just like uh they're talking to their homeboy. Oh like, yeah. You know, they're 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 very familiar. Yeah. Very, very like, hey man. You know, it's like it's like when you were a kid, like when you were a kid, and you were and you grew up, and you thought about like one day people were gonna listen to me because mm-hmm. I'm gonna be an adult. Yeah, no, didn't happen. They don't care. And I was like, my mom's an adult. She doesn't. My dad's an adult. We play. We we we. I beat him in two K five or whatever. You know. Yep. Well, excuse me. I gotta stop with this. You uh. And I met back in them days. I don't I remember exactly where, but was it at the coffee shop or was it at KPFT Man, or was it before that? That's a, that's a great question. I think I think it was the coffee shop. I think it was uh, because if I if I'm correct, I, I met you with with with, with uh, Vic and Kaz, right? I met you with yeah, like, Seeds of Soul. Yeah, and and and, and I was, and I hadn't like rapped yet. I think when I met you, or maybe I did. Was, was it that first show that we had at Go Head Soup? Would it have been that late even? Because Goat's Head Soup wasn't late necessarily, but I yeah, feel like I knew you before Goat's Head Soup. I don't know, man. I you feel know? like you Seeds of Soul were known before Goat's Head Soup. Well, I, well, they were, but I wasn't in Seeds of Soul at first. It was just Kaz and uh, Vic. And then when uh, I mm. came back from college, they were like, yo, we're doing this thing. And then I rapped and they were like, you should join us. And then that's when I was in. And then and that Goat's Head Soup, that was the first show that I did with Seeds of Soul because uh, I said this line about since Wu-Tang's hitting now, you're watching karate flicks. And everybody's like, oh, that goes a big, big line. But that was like, when I got there, I was like, everybody's like doing like Wu-Tang and Mob Deep. Mm-hmm. And I was like, so I said, so 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 when I said, when, when I rap, I should say something about that because that'll be like, I can see what you're doing. You know what I mean? Like it would be like. So it that would have like, had to be 93. Yeah, that was, that was very early. I was on that, like 93, yeah. Yeah, so... Because <clears throat> we got on KPFT in ni- like late 92, mid to late 92, yeah. and then I left KPFT and moved to New York in early 94. Oh, yeah, that's true. So, mm-hmm. and the coffee shop. That's the only reason was, I went to New York. <laughs> yeah, right. Coffee shop was in that uh, era, hip hop coffee shop, which is now Onion Creek on White Oak. There um, you go. See, I don't even know that. Where Fitzgerald used to be. Well, the street, down the street from where Fitzgerald used to be, used the same to be. street. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I was like, "What he was talking about that? that that's 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 a that's a whole, you know." I think it's like one of the things is like now, uh, being like a young person getting into music. I think it's like like, you know, like he was saying, like you was like you could spend ten dollars and 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 you could experience like this whole thing. I mean, you know, shows used to be like five dollars, like ten. You know, like like I remember one time I saw Tortoise, which is weird. I saw a Tortoise play, and uh, Doug McCombs. I said, man, and they played for three hours. And he said, man, people paid $20 to get in here. It was like a, like a big deal to him. 
But like, you know, the average show today is like, you know, nowhere near that. But, you know, the the opportunity to experience things and not necessarily it be under the same, you know, particular algorithm, you know, because my son is young now. He and that, that and, and he has a. Uh, like access to like all the music in the world or whatever, but everything is surface. Like he doesn't like he knows about all the things, but he doesn't know about anything. You know what I mean? Like it's like he'll he just goes from one thing to the next thing to the next. Oh, you know, oh dad, I got this record and I heard this band, and I heard all their records. Hey dad, I heard this band, and I heard all their records. And it was like and the whole thing of like trudging out to go see the band and wait for the band or uh you know like there's a whole there was a whole experience that's completely lost and like. To the point that like what 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 it means to them is almost like, you know, it's just a different, you know, it's, it, they have a different relationship to, uh, you know, to something that I thought, you know, that was pretty important in my life, you know. I mean, I think it exists, but they don't have the the liner notes to read like mm. we did. We had it very easily in that sense. We could pick out, pull out the insert and read about who the bass player is. Yeah, but the, but the thing is, because the world, <laughs> I think, is no longer as literal as it used to be. There's a thing now where like there's this whole genius of like like no preparation and like going off the top of your head and like uh, especially with rap. Right. And raps are terrible because of that reason, because nobody's just sits there and goes, I said that two lines ago. I said that three lines ago. Like they like they don't see the whole thing as a song. They just see like whatever they're thinking at the moment. And then that particular thing sort of becomes like the the. Uh, like the people get into that, right? And then the people who they get into that, what are they? What are they into? You know, like like what is it actually saying? And you know, and and it's like when I uh, like in my class, I I I'll tell the kids, it's like you know, it's a long way to go when you don't know where you're going. You don't know where you're going when you're lost. And they were like, where? And that's that's, that's a rap song, you know. And then don't don't think you're grown because your mustache grew, you know. Like there's so many like just the bits of knowledge that I have that I still carry in, in life that are just like rap lyrics and like, you know, like, but that's because the rappers were like, well, we were lucky for that. I yeah. mean, if we think yeah. about what we were just talking about, 1993, the uh, hip hop coffee shop and things, uh, rap, hip hop, whatever we go by today's, uh, yeah. calendar, yeah. it was 20 years old at that time. Yeah, yeah, now yeah. it's 50. That's right. So we've had 30 more years of it. And back then that was one of the coolest things was, a. Uh, the competitive edge oh, yeah. of it, and yeah. you and the competition went from beats to rhymes to flows to you couldn't yeah. you had to figure out how to outdo that yeah, last person right. as opposed to that's right. You had to stand some, out, you know, and you had to like it. Like if other people were going to be rapping, you had to be like, I'm going to like make like the whoever the guy is that raps, I'm going to make that guy like nervous. Like yo, who is that? You know, because that's like what you did, but that's like the whole like sport of the whole thing. And now I think it's just more seen as like a job option. You know, it's like, well, I could rap. Oh, it was a job option back then too. Lots of people still just came into it thinking they can make money out of it, but it was a different thing and a different level of competition, but also in a sense, like, people don't understand how much, how hated it was back then. It wasn't universally loved. You didn't have the mainstream kids were not coming to yeah. the hip hop coffee shop That's or true. Fitzgerald's or the Axiom or the Palladium but the thing or was, the underground. Or there the, were no mainstream kids. It was just people yes, who listened to music. No, I mean, come on, man. I mean, I mean, I guess, I mean, they were people who were like mainstream. Kids. I'm not saying that, what I'm, but what I'm saying is it was more of a situation where people were just listening to music. I listened to so much different type of music and, and I never got anything about it. But it was like, yes, I, I you know, I might have liked New Edition because 
you know, hey, I was a young black kid, new edition. What are you talking about? But at the same time, I still like Sonic Youth. But at the same time, I still would listen to, you know, Eric B. and Rakim or EPMD or Pussy Galore. You know, like it was no kind of situation where I always felt like, oh, I got to be part of a thing. You're very different back then, too, though. Oh, well, you were very that. different back then, too, man. If you didn't, you know, maybe some of the people who worked at like Sound Exchange were like that. Oh, or yeah, something. Right, but yeah. for the most part, <laughs> most people weren't that. That's you true. know what I mean? Yeah, I like, and so true. there is like, when Seeds of Soul were happening, I will say this. I think about the hip-hop that doesn't totally suck. That's kind of the weird kids doing lo-fi sort of hip-hop stuff. Yeah. I always think back to when you would give me your demos on. Like, you'd have your father's, like, Beatles or whoever, whatever, you know, Isaac Hayes cassette that you went and scribbled over. Yeah. And put tape over the thing, and you handed me over. You didn't even go buy a TDK cassette or a Maxwell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And hey. the sound yeah. was very lo-fi, and yeah. a lot of people probably couldn't even handle it. Like, I loved it. I loved to hear, because I wanted to hear the words. I wanted to hear every yeah. Yeah. aspect of it, and you yeah. sit and listen more deeply to it. And Seeds of Soul definitely were um, different for not just, you know, because we always thought, you know, Chaotix and Seeds of Soul and, yeah. and the Psycho Ward, Madhouse, those are, we were yeah. different from you know, the typical, what people would expect from Houston rap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But <clears throat> all those groups and Seeds of Soul to me in a big way were like, Seeds of Soul were different from all them in the sense that Cosmos had a futuristic sort of view of beats that was also very rooted in the past. Yeah. You had more real scholarly and interesting perspective and Vic had the more street sort of side yeah, of things. Yeah. And the way it came together was really yeah it was, I agree. It was not yeah, it like was. anybody else yeah, and i think I it was a, there were certain people who couldn't even really grasp that yeah yeah but it but the thing but the whole thing was again is like we grew up on the north side you know we 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 you know scarface and nw and and, and dope man nwa dope man and too short and like two live crew and MC Shy D and Rodney O and Joe Cool, like all that stuff was the same music that we were listening to growing growing up because that was the music that people played outside. That was people people played at parties. People play, and we were young, you know, we were teenage young kids listening to this music. So it was a whole situation for us where, like, you know, like bass culture and like you know, you know, all that 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 whole situation was also part of our thing. So when we were thinking about people like flows, we weren't just thinking about like dudes from like like we were like we had because because we were rapping against dudes that lived in houston like i remember when i was in a, when i was in a like fifth grade there was a dude selling newspapers and he asked if and, and, and me and my friend were sitting across the street on a bike and he asked if any of us rapped and i said and, and i at the time i had just started rapping and the dude rapped and it was insane he had this line i still remember to this day he said if i want to get high i'll stand in a chair and it was willie d and, and it was Willie D, and 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 and, and, uh, and 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 you know, years later, I, when I heard when he, you know, he got with you know the Ghetto Boys and everything, but he rapped like that when I was like 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 long, he, like it was that same like the way Willie D raps, and uh, it was you know, and I and, but I but I remember that because it's like that's the thing I'm saying about like like Houston hip hop at a particular time. I remember we played. Uh, like I remember, like going to to to, to just, like do shows, like just you know we're gonna perform in front of a record store, and it would be like dudes who are like down south legends, like just like yo, just you know just show up and like with 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 do, and it and and nobody said nothing. It was like you know that was just how it was. But now like everything is like so like 
I don't know, like so segmented that it's like you don't have that. So it was the whole, but the whole thing I'm saying about that in Seeds of Soul was is that we wanted to go out and wow everybody. We didn't want to just go out and make rap dudes go, oh, these guys can rap. We wanted to go out like whoever we played with and just be like, we're Seeds of Soul. So we had to have, you know, so, so it was a certain kind of energy that went into it that was like, okay, well, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to, you know, and, and I mean, for, you know, in all of the stuff where we did the opening for big acts, it was in Seeds of Soul. That's for, you know, that's when, when I, we opened for Coolio one time. We had De La Soul we opened up for one time. You know, we opened up for like, you know, we, we played more shows where like, you know, rap type, you know, big rap type shows. But, uh, you know, the money wasn't there. But The greatest know. show coincides with the weekend where we're sitting together. Uh, today was a TSU homecoming weekend oh, where yeah. Seeds of Soul opened oh, yeah. up for Odd Squad, UGK, and right. Brand Newman mm-hmm, at, mm-hmm, TS- mm-hmm. at TSU on TSU mm-hmm. campus. And the crazy thing about that was my dad talked to uh, Pimp C's mom and got Pimp C's mom to introduce us to uh, to introduce UGK. And I, and like me and Vic were like hype, like, oh, we're going to move us to meet UGK. But this is when they were like, you know, super young. But, you know, you think about what UGK went on to become. You that know what I'm 94. saying? It was 94. Uh, that was before Riding Dirty. That was super tight. Yeah. That, so that was, I mean, and you, so, so and, and, and I have like a bunch of just like, yeah, well, I was at a play. Like when I was in high school, there was this dude I reached uh, that named Peter who used to rap. And he, we did a talent show. And when he did the talent show, he was from South Park and he brought uh, K Reno and K Reno came and rapped at our talent show. And I was like, and when I, I went to North Shore High School, you know, it was a, you know, a whole thing. But it was like, you know, but, 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 you know, like that's like a, a Houston rap legend. You know what I mean? Like that's, that, that's a, that's a, that's a, you know, I mean, like a lot of these, these dudes were, you know, ended up being like, you know, kind of like, you know, big deal. But at the time, it was just like, it, it was, you know, everything was so new. So it was like, hey, we're rapping and they're rapping. And that's yeah, what it was it incredible. Yeah. K Reno was day one and he's still here putting out great records. Yeah, 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 it's true. For real. That was great. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. those days, though. Bun is like the mayor. He's, he could be the He could be bigger <laughs> than the mayor, man, for real. We could use, you know, uh, some new blood, new breath in that, in these offices, for real. That's funny. That's funny. For real. True. I agree. I agree. He's probably working on it. He, the the Trillburger thing is uh is doing something, so he might after that be like, you remember me from Trillburger, and then you know when he's like seventy, you know sixty seventy, he'd be like, I, I'd be like, yo, I both of them Bun B, sure, why not? You know what I'm saying? Because because face ran, you know what I mean? No, I, I saw mean? that. So it's like yeah. you know we're at that we're at that time in life, you know we're we're old enough that uh you know it's it, 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 it's one of the things uh, I was telling my sons like uh, I think about twenty years ago and I was still grown. <laughs> Yeah, twenty years ago, it was, it was like you know how you used to be like you would think about a certain time, but you'd run into your teenage years, you know. But when you run, but you think about like a long time ago, and it's still like, and I was like twenty eight when I was twenty nine, thirty. You know, I was thirty years old when this happened. You know what I mean? But it's like you know, like it, it seems. Uh, it seems I don't know if it's if the if it's the ten years, but it seemed like so much has happened in like. Or maybe it's, you know, I don't know, but it might be COVID, probably not. But I'm just saying, it seems like so much has happened in like a short amount of time. But if you think about it, it's like it's drawn out over a pro- But it seems like, you know, a very small piece of life, you know. My having children, kids. yeah. Having yeah. kids messes up your time perspective for it sure. Does. And then as you get older and the time goes faster. And I mean, I feel like I remember the 90s more succinctly than I remember the 2000s. I can yeah. say, oh, that was 94, yeah. that was 95. In the 2000s, I'm like, yeah, that was 06, exactly. 2013. I don't know. It was back then, yeah. back around yeah. that time. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, I, I would say that's probably when I dropped out of the whole shebang. So, 
you know, I mean, but, you know, I think about it now, but, you know, yeah, when I had kids, it was, uh, but, you know, now I see it through, I, I, you know, I try to be, you know, my parents were open to me being, so I try to be open to their, mm-hmm. their things. And, you know, it's weird, you know, because my yeah, daughter's you- into the ratchet rap. She's yeah. into the, the ratchet female rap, you know, oh, like, yeah. and she's really in the Drake, really in the Drake, like all the time. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, but, but my son, he's into everything, but he's into nothing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he knows it all, but he knows, he be like, mm. like he'll mention it, he'll bring up a song and he'll be like, oh, I heard, have you heard this song? Huh? Like, ah, come on. You didn't even, you didn't even listen to the album. You no. just, yeah. Thank my kids are into punk rock and electronic and weird stuff, but they are also into the ratchet music oh, too. Are they? Yeah, that's, yeah. There's still a side to it that they're they, yeah. that you know resonates. It's something sure. about it, you know. I mean, you know, I'm 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 down for it. You know, let the ladies talk their shit, but uh, you know, it's it's wild sometimes because you know, like you still play and you'd be like, okay, but you know, you try to be positive, you know, okay, you try to listen, but it's like wow, you know, this is this, you know, learning how to. Uh, express yourself with 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 with, uh you know that as a you know because i mean people i guess you know they used to curse and stuff but like now they're like a whole new language people speak that just you know it's 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 older but it is for sure it's stupider and there's less balance to the the consequences where where if you listen to willie d and the ghetto boys you always got the balance you got the consequences and you got Mm -hmm. to hear the bad part of it too Mm -hmm. and you got Mm -hmm. to hear you weren't it wasn't just all it's always been braggadocio it's always been i'm the best i'm this i'm that but there was always more to it and we didn't listen to the the shitty pop rap when we were younger don't get too close because you might get shot you know you know i was like wait wait a minute because that was a it's like i'm establishing a boundary hey look if you if i saw him in public hey i better not get too close you know it's a whole thing you know, now I just feel like it's uh, it's a whole, but I think it's because of the nature of how they're writing the raps, you know, they're performing to the same, you know, they're talking to the, and, you know, most of the time they're doing it, they're like under the influence, you know, they're like stoned or whatever, and they're, and they're rapping in the studio with like super speakers. And I know from just, you know, when you go to like a studio, like a place that has like really good speakers and you might be feeling it, you know, you'd be like, oh, you know what I mean? Like it sounds good to you, but you wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to keep it because I'd be like 10 years from down the line, what am I going to think about that? Like if I hear that, well, how am I going to feel about it? But they don't care about that, you know? And and I mean, I guess they shouldn't, you know? Back in the day, the rappers were rapping to their community. They weren't rapping to a universal audience of dipshits. Yeah, yeah. There was an algorithm. They were dipshits yeah. too, but I mean, like it wasn't the white kids in the in the suburbs. You know, there were a few who liked it. Yeah. Now they all love it, and that's what they listen to, and yeah. they resonate with, and they pop their pills, and yeah. they're dumb, yeah, sure. and they were raised yeah. on pills. Yeah. And they're looking sure. at life way differently. We had uh, way better drugs for one, and uh, nowadays the kids, man, even though they still are doing them and dying, man, these kids need to learn these rap songs. There's just, there's songs that are called fentanyl. Yeah. Toxic yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. no, these are killers. This is what's destroying you and your children, you dumbasses. They said the same thing to us about weed and mushrooms and that. But that wasn't true, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wasn't true. yeah, yeah. It's been, Whereas, and this is this, this has been proven to be true. This, this most of it was conjecture at that, at, you know, when we were younger or whatever. But this is proven to be true. And the reason why they won't say that it's bad, which is like the whole thing, you know, and I don't want to be the capitalism guy, but, you know, it's because people are making money, a lot of shitload of money off of like people dying, like people, which was which is similar to crack, 
you know, because people were making a lot of money there too off people dying. But the nature of it is that people are dying. Like the nature, like the like the nature of it is the addiction itself. You know, the nature of it is, and then there's all of the things that happen to that person's life because of the addiction, and all the things that happen to all the people that love them because of the addiction, and all the things that happen. And there's the people who make money off of them being in therapy, and the people who make money off of them being in probation, and the people who make money off of the court fees that they have to pay when they have to go do the thing and the people who, you know and so it becomes a whole situation where, where where somebody having a problem makes a lot of people money so let's let's have people have more problems and just be insecure and have problems and so all these you know kids are like insecure but they have all these drugs or whatever and they have all these songs that are just like you know, give up. I'm gonna, I can't take it no more. I wanna give up. Life is terrible. And it's like, come on, man. Like, you know, it, it, yes, the rappers did the same thing when I was, you know, they, they got high, but they, the songs was like, yo, I'm gonna make it. You know, like, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> like, like, yeah, I'm a, when I'm 60 years, when I'm 50, you know, when I'm an old man, you know what I mean? Or if they were talking about like his face, if they were talking about getting killed, you could be like, well, I could only see that playing out a certain, you know what I mean? Like that would be the whole situation. But even in, in like his face is like, I don't know how old he is, but if you listen to his last couple albums, he's been saying some fantastic shit. And, and you just think, oh, you know. With maybe he would go like oh to to some to, to to some wild shit, but I just feel like you know I don't know it, it, it's a it's a it's a. Well, you did. You brought this up to me on the phone one day about why are these songs so sad? Why yeah, are all these yeah. artists so so sad? sad? Yeah, it, it, it because <laughs> it because because it becomes a thing. Like why? Like I understand that it's tough. Yes, it's tough. You know what I mean? I listen to music and be it was tough. You know, it's rough. Yeah, but there's. Other things about like maybe love is tough. Maybe it's tough because the weather is out. You know, like it was. It's just the same thing. Like yo, I ain't got no money, and my mama hate me. She want me to be somebody, and my girl don't want to be. And it's like y'all all singing the same song. Wow, and those what you just said were subjects we heard too. The blues was based yeah. on a lot of that stuff, yeah. but no, this is more like pathetic, like crying <laughs> sad boys who are just like. And that's just one aspect of it, or yeah. the nonstop, endless party. Yeah, the ink that never ends. It just never ends. It just, no, just, it's just great. keeps on going. Like wow, when you get tired, like it would, would it still be a party after a couple of days? After a while, wouldn't it be like a like? I want to stop doing this. <laughs> I remember some epic uh, couple of days times with you back in those days when we uh, were in our youth. Though. Oh yeah, we, it uh, wasn't nonstop though. It was, a, but, but when it went down, it went down. Yeah, it went down. But it wasn't nonstop. I would, I would say because you know. I, there, there wasn't a way for it to be nonstop. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was different. It was different. But it is, you know, I want to talk about your music because I always loved, like I touched on with, with Seed to Soul, you guys didn't sound like anybody else. You had your own thing. Yeah. But then when, after Seed to Soul, <laughs> you and your DJ, uh, Space Ghost, started a group called Freedom Soul which to me was a precursor to a lot of things that ended up happening later yeah. in experimental so alternative rap so or whatever. It's almost normal. Like, you know what Blackie pioneered in his craziness is like yeah. normal now. Like all these Shout kids are like screaming and yeah. attempting to be something without any of the soul. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the yeah. heart and soul of Blackie. Or yeah. well, we were freedom sold. Freedom sold. Uh, no, I know that. Yeah. But freedom sold. You were on guitar and yeah. rapping and Space Ghost made all the beats. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And it DJ, was, it was he was like turntablism that. and making the beat. He had the beats yeah. and the turntables, and you were the guitar and vocals. Well, the the 
the idea for Freedom Soul came while we were in Seeds of Soul. And mm -hmm. the first idea was that we didn't want to do audience banter because it was stupid. We did a lot of it in Seeds of Soul. And it was just like, I was like, hey, what's up? How you feeling? What's happening in the back? Where we at? So I was like, I don't want to have to do that. You know, what's the thing? And we saw uh, Sonic Youth play Silver Rocket on uh, the jazz, the, the, the night. It was a night music. Uh, was it Sanborn? I don't know. It was night music. It was like it was a television show that came on NBC. And they did Silver Rocket. And uh, in the middle of the song, they broke down to like a free part. And then they came back and played the song. And so I told Arthur, what if we just keep doing that? Like, what if we just do it over and over? And over? <laughs> like, we never, like, we, like, every time, so every time where people would think the song is over, we would just keep on playing instead of, instead of, and we were seeing a lot of bands doing that, just play seamless, like play straight through. And jazz bands, do, you know, they would come out and they would just play like 20 minutes straight. <laughs> so I was like, we, we could, you know, we could just do that, you know? And then, you know, it got more intricate, but that was like the first idea of like, how can we incorporate the other stuff that we like? Had you seen Sonic Youth live before that? Once, yeah. yeah. Were we together? Yeah. The first yeah. time? Yeah. What was yeah. the first time? No, the first time I ever saw Sonic Youth live. It's a wonderful story. Mm -hmm. uh, I I uh, was I saw him in Numbers. Okay. And Unwound and Polvo opened. Oh Lord, yeah. And uh, we had a, you know, we got a whole little something. And uh, we were in there, and we thought that Unwound and Polvo sounded that way because we were under the influence. And uh, we figured out later that they actually do sound like that. <laughs> That's like, but uh, but uh, we saw Sonic Youth, and they played. That was a Diamond C tour. That was a Washing Machine tour, and it was amazing. It was it was uh, it was. And uh, you know what? I want to say we hadn't seen Sonic Youth when we did that. We we I think we had already started Freedom Soul at that point. But uh, yeah. But Freedom Soul was a great time, man. Freedom Soul was ninety six ish. Yeah, yeah, two thousand. I think two thousand. Oh, uh, later than that. Yeah, later, like ninety eight, two thousand. Okay. Yeah. Because I remember being on like the couch in Austin with you guys listening to. Oh yeah. All kinds of stuff, and I remember going. Your to see fault. I'm blowing Jesus Lizard, and yeah. I remember going to see the Beastie Boys at the Summit with oh, yeah. uh, the Roots and John Spencer Blues Explosion, and it just blew Cosmo's mind all yeah. the way. Yeah, it did. It did. It I mean it blew my mind. Josh really Blues Explosion. <laughs> I expected on. the Roots to like tear it up and be amazing in that big venue, and I was like, yeah. "How is John Spencer Blues Explosion? Three dudes that most of these kids don't know about. How are they going to do an yeah. arena show with the Beastie Boys in their audience? And they, they came out and blew Blues the roof. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they blew the roof off the summit, and it was nuts. Oh uh, yeah, that was a that was a great time, man. Uh, man, you know. I don't know, but you know, I, I worry about that. Yeah, that I was ninety five for sure. Yeah, yeah. it was it, it, it was it was up in that time, and and uh, we had done a couple of Freedom Soul shows, but we didn't do them like full on until I guess, you know, maybe well at least our last record that that first record that we had, Whores, it came out in ninety eight. Okay, so we recorded it in ninety eight. So maybe a little bit before that because we had the songs already. So probably you're probably right. So ninety five was definitely still Seeds of Soul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know. We, we, it was, there was one last show, and it was like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if we're going to do it, because at that point, it, the, the roles had just collided too much. I can understand where Vic was coming. Because Vic's thing was, we're not making no money. Mm -hmm. And we're playing with everybody. 
and we're not making no money. And I think we played a show with De La Soul and we got paid $5, $20 for the, all of us. Mm-hmm. But that was Fitzgerald's. That was like their whole situation, whatever. And that's what they did. And also that was like the scene at that time, you know, like you play a show, maybe you get paid, maybe you don't get paid. You still play the show. But at the same time, you know, maybe they give you drink tickets or whatever, you know, they get like some little situation. But, uh, you know, I mean, I can see where he's coming from because because at the time I was maybe 24 or five and he was like 27, 28. And I can remember when I was 27, 28, I was kind of like, man, I'm about to be 30. What am I doing? <laughs> What am I doing? I'm about to man, hold on, wait a minute. And I and I would have been susceptible to some insanity too. But Freedom Soul, while we didn't make more money, we did make more than than, than uh, Seed Soul. We played with we played better shows. I mean, we opened up for Mars Volta, Royal Trucks, U.S. Maple. You know, I mean, just those th- <laughs> like the Royal the Royal Trucks. I think I was in the back seat of the car. And you arrive with your friend. It's like, hey, you want to? Your friend didn't want to open up for Royal Trucks. Yeah, you want to open up? Yeah. And we and it was like, and I remember the show because <laughs> uh, we played the next time with them, and they were like, Royal Trucks came here early just to watch you guys play. And I was like, what? You know? And I was like a Neil Haggerty. I was so sad what happened to Haggerty, man. But it, but I was like a Neil Haggerty freak, man. I th- I thought that dude was like the bee's knees, but. I don't know, you know, age, man. It's it's a, it's a it's a, in COVID. I think COVID, I think I, I think uh, what was it called the uh, the isolation? Yep. Sent him off, man. Because because it was that was a, that was a, uh, that was a. Uh, did you hear about what happened then? I'm sure I did, but I can't think. I, I Where he attacked that police officer with his own badge? No. Yeah, he they tried to come get him on a wellness check. Ooh. And he came out swinging and got got took out the police officer's badge and cut his neck. They put him. They put him. They locked him up. They had to go fund me and everything. It's a sad story. It's his. But he's like sixty. I don't know something. And you know, you know, sad man because uh, you know Haggerty was a was a was a. Is he alive? Yeah, he's alive. He's yeah. in jail. Yeah, I think so. I didn't, they, I actually did not know that story. Yeah, they're trying to get him. Up, they're trying to get him into uh, some kind of mental uh, facility to, because they're saying he, that that the isolation from COVID like made him snap. I mean, he lived on the road. He did, man. But he was just, he 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 had a he had a spe- he had a he had a line he had a song where he says, uh, "Whoever said that they would give you a pair of gloves so you could get up that old grease pole?" <laughs> yeah. And I would think about that all the time. Like, you know, that's true. Whoever said, whoever said it was gonna happen. And he said, "The uh, so 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 glad you found a way inside." But there's two types of people in your life: fools and total fools. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I was like, okay, man. No, I love that uh, you became like the person here in Houston who who was covering that type of music. Oh yeah, free press and other outlets did you start at public news i started pub because you know all these stories are going to lead back to matt in some kind of way um i saw you remind me <laughs> where, where where you know when i met you you were doing listening to rap <clears throat> you were into all the wild stuff you were also writing you were put you were booking shows so i was like i want i want to do what matt does i want to sound i want to make i want to live how matt's living i want to let me let me, what, what, let me let me try to write about some bands. Let me try to you know get this thing popping. And I was at public news because I had to for college. I had to do an internship, and I did an internship at uh, public news. And uh, 
I was in, I was I was filing the the band folders the, of the bands that were coming and uh, the press kits or whatnot and I and I, and they had unwound and I saw unwound and I took it out and I looked and I saw they were coming and so I was like when is that gonna be and and so I wrote an article about Africa Bambata I went to go see Africa Bambata I wrote an article about Africa Bambata for Gracie Chavez. And then once I proved that I could write, she was like, okay, I'll let you write about Unwound. And I wrote about Unwound. I was so nervous. But then I wrote about Unwound. And then from Unwound, you know, uh, you know how you get the press kits or whatnot. Yep. So I got the Kill Rockstar stuff. And then I got the Touch and Go stuff. And then, you know, it went from there. Man, that is crazy. Because I, I definitely remember um, those days and when you were starting out getting into that and you were covering all the different, you know, Different styles of music, yeah, yeah. and the Bambada thing. I'm wondering if it was the same year. It was like '98 ish. Yeah, something like that. It was. I mean, it was early. You know who else I who else who else I interviewed, and I didn't even re- realize it until years later. Was Dada Leo Smith. Wow. Yeah. Rid, rid, ridiculous. Came to Houston. Came to Houston, and and he was coming, and and somebody was gonna write, and I think it was Dave Dove, and Dave Dove was like, "Yo, I got this person that's coming." And he gave me one of his CDs, and I was like, boom. And then I interviewed him, and then he came and played. And then later on, I was like, that was what I was You know, like, I, 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 you know, figured out who he was. And I was like, man, that's crazy. But, uh, yeah, I, I would do. But that, but, that, but that was the same thing. You were way into jazz. So I was like, I'm, I'm going to interview some jazz people. I'm going I'm to I'm 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 try to spice it up a little bit, you know. So yeah, you were you were, you were like a huge influence on me, like a man. Big... Well, y'all were a huge influence on me too, man. It's oh, yeah. just, you know, it's shame <clears throat> about Bambada because uh, yeah. you can't. We, you know, if anybody needs to be canceled, you know, I hate yeah. to say, I mean, you, you mess with them kids, you're out. That's it. But man, but you know, like, so many of those guys again. from that time, don't they have so many of the things, man? You know, you really think about like what it must be. I don't know if you you can say surroundings or whatever. But all those guys had like some things, man. Some 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 hidden, mm, mm, mm. and 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 uh, it came out when it came out. You know when they got old. But imagine Bambada, like all the stuff Bambada built, all the things, been, and, and for him to have that over his head, it's a, uh, it's like I man. mean the rule, the main rule is you know a, you know no rape, no this, but no yeah. kids, yeah, yeah, no yeah, kids, yeah. no yeah. kids. That's it. You're yeah. out. You're done. So, and it sucks because I um. I had a Bambada experience that was like in Austin. Somebody who told me, called me, I think it might've been Les Jacobs or me. I know he was at the store, but Bambada was just randomly, he was supposed to, he was playing Austin that night, like a rave. Mm-hmm. And he was at alien records. And I was like, Oh damn, I need to meet him. And mm-hmm. I went up, this is 98. And I went down there and, uh, said, Oh, you know, shook hands, met him and the other two Zulu nation dudes. And they're like, you guys got a car. I was like, yeah. He's like, yeah, the promoter doesn't have a car. Mm. <laughs> We're just kind of stuck here. I was like, uh, okay. And there was another guy who was with the promoter or something who, who was driving a small car but had all, like, the equipment in it or something. Mm. So I got Bambada and the, his dudes in my Geo Metro. <laughs> Big-ass Bambada in my Geo Metro. And I'm driving around, and he's talking to me about conspiracies related oh, yeah. to the assassination of John F. Kennedy and all these things. And I was like, damn, I'm in the car with Africa by a bottom, man. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we follow this guy to a Motel 6. And he's like, didn't have the rooms for him yet. And he goes in and he's like, book some rooms. He's like, you're booking us at the Motel 6 on the highway. And they're like, whatever, we'll do it. We'll take it. Fine. And just be back here to, to pick us up. And I could tell 
that there was something going on with this dude. So I gave Bambada's guy my number. Mm-hmm. And I said, look, if there's a problem, just call me. And I was not into, like, the rave stuff much anyway. And I was I was home. <clears throat> I remember I literally had, like, taken off my shirt, like, 10 o'clock at night. I was, like, taking off my shirt, like, man, whatever. I'm not going out tonight. I don't mm-hmm. care. And the phone rang before cell phones. And the phone rang. They're like, man, dude, I don't know if you could come pick us up. But this promoter, man, he hasn't called us. He hasn't showed up. We're supposed to have been there a half hour ago. I don't know what to do. And I was like... Yeah, I'll come get you, whatever. And I went and picked him up, and I took him to the empty venue. Oh, wow. And Lord Vishnu was DJing. He was, you know, also booked on that. Yeah. And uh, walked in, and Bambada and them, they nothing, like, wasn't violent or anything like that, but they definitely confronted, like, the promoter, like, yo, you just left us in a shitty Motel 6 on the side of I-35. You didn't even call us. What is this? What is this event? Mm -hmm. Where's our money? You know? And... Bambada still got on the tables and played for the 20, 30 people that were there, including wow. us from the car, <laughs> included in that number. When, when I went to see Bambada, he he was speaking at a U of H and he started talking about conspiracies and he, and he started talking about the money list uh, system. Exactly. And uh, he started talking about the New World Order and all that whole thing. And uh, when we were going home, I asked my dad. I said, uh, what do you think uh, about what he was saying? <laughs> Why don't you just give up, Kwame? <laughs> Why don't you just give up? Why don't we just give up? There's no hope. Why don't we just give up? And I was like, I remember that. But yeah, that was funny. I thought I think about that when I when I think about yeah part of the because you know does he not is he still a legend despite yes and no you know Little Richard when my mom was younger my my grandmother used to babysit Little Richard what and one time because my mom was from Macon Georgia. Okay. And he said, she said that little Richard used to go door to door and and shit on people's front yard and and, and set it on fire and run away. That's little kid stuff. But what I'm saying is, little Richard, imagine, you know, it's like that's the thing I was trying <clears> to say. What I was saying about but my mom's grandmother happened to babysit little Richard because little Richard grew up in Macon, Georgia. Like my mom was really sad when Otis Redden died because Otis Redden was from Macon, Georgia, but also. The guy who made the song, tried that in a small town. You know where he was from? Macon, Georgia. It's insanity. Like I was like, wow. It's in, you know, it's, it's, it's like one of those things. And they were like, Macon is it? Blah, blah, blah. And it's so racist and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, my mama grew up in Macon. It wasn't that bad. But I remember when I when my dad lived in Mansfield, Louisiana. And there was a railroad track. And we never, for years, never went past the railroad track. And then one day we went past the railroad track. And I was like, why didn't we ever go past the railroad track? And, my, and they looked at me, and I was like, wow. You know, the shit was real, man. I think those, those those times, there was definitely other sides of the tracks, for sure. Yeah. still is, but, I mean, like, there was very defined, like, what part of town you would be in and what not. And, uh, you know, it is what it is. There's all kinds of people with dark past and things, but when you mess with the kids, you mess with you the kids. You mess with the kids, yeah, so, I get no, you. I got you, can't, you. I got you don't book them. You don't, you, but, you know, it's like, how? what is canceling? Don't give them money. Yeah. Don't give them But I time. feel like he is, though, right? I mean, is anybody still on that Saying that, I haven't seen that him. I haven't yeah, seen he's not on none of this fifty years of hip hop shit. I haven't seen. I haven't seen him. In, and you would think, if we're doing, if we're let, if we're letting everybody else get a pass, but I, I understand they probably do. But you know what I wonder was deal. it brought up? You know, did somebody bring it up? Is about like no, no. For sure, it was. I'm sure, people. There's people. Cares one even said like we have to give him a pass. Ah, well, you know, but that's because you know they did. Did you see that Netflix uh, documentary they did on? Females in hip hop. 
Well, they had they had that 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 one, and they had Roxanne Shantae, and they and they had that line where Karis one said Roxanne Shantae is only good for that. And she was like, I was sixteen at the time. She came back on. I was right. sixteen. I did see that. And you just right. think, man, yeah. you know, that looks terrible. But that's like you know. And so sometimes I don't know. Not saying whatever, but. Sometimes you got to look at the people who support the people. You know what I mean? Like, why would I, like, like, what would I, why would I stand behind? What would I stand behind? You know, I mean, you know, it's just like one of those things. You're like, I like the swans, you know, but what Michael Yura is like accused of doing, I'm like, I don't know. I don't think so, you know, but it's like a thing where you have to be like, you know, it's, 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 it, it, the people who would be like, no, forget that. You'd be like, why are you, why are you caping so hard for this? It may it, it will worry me. It will be like, mm, I don't know, man. I don't know. I think that stand down, stand down. Yeah. Well, where'd you go from there, man? With uh, with freedom, freedom soul? soul. Well, we did the freedom soul thing for a minute, man. Um, and uh, then I had my kids. Well, my wife had my kids, and uh, <laughs> uh, and then uh, they were born, and then I started, to, you know, doing something else, and. Uh, I've been doing that. And so then uh, it was, it was, uh, it was, uh, you know, it was what it was, man. It, you know, it is what it is. I mean, I, I'm in education now, but it's different. You still uh, right? Not really, man. I mean, I still do a little bit of, I, I mean, you know, me and my friend Rob, we still do a little, we we still do something, but you know, I don't know, man. I just, I, I don't know, man. It, it's a, it's a different, it's a different, me, my son and I are going to go see Earl Sweatshirt. I like Earl Sweatshirt, but, uh, it's a different game, man. It's a different. Uh, Where's that show? It's gonna be a warehouse live or something. I got okay. it. I got. I got it for his birthday. He was. He was psyched. How old is he? He's uh thirteen. Okay, that's you can still go. He'll still go with you now. Get, so enjoy it while you can. Oh yeah, because but the thing is, he wants to see. He wants to see. De- he wants to see death grips. Hmm. I was like, I'm not going to see death grips. I'm damn near fifty years old. What am I gonna go stand in the middle of all that insanity? They and, suck. and and. But it's also, you know, like that energy that people give, like, come on, y'all, run at the stage, jump up and down. Y'all not crazy enough for me. Like, I hate all that. I like, you know, Girl Sweatshirt is going to walk out and he's going to be like, hey, how you doing? I'm Earl Sweatshirt. And he's going to be super stoned. He's going to just rap for like, it reminds me of like Train, you know, like when Train would just like, and Train would just come out and just blow. And then, John Coltrane, not the band Train. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> be clear. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> yes, John Coltrane. But uh, but yeah, man. I would be shocked if you were a fan of the band Train. Oh, I'd be really shocked. You should be. If 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 I if I was that singer's from my hometown, Erie. What if I pull? What, what what if I pull out like a like a Train deep cut? I don't. I don't. I wouldn't know. I, no I wouldn't know. I don't even know the singles. I I know the one. Um, tell me. That's that one. That's Train. Is that them? I don't know. Probably. Maybe he's seen that. She's she's into like the the rock. Yeah, she wouldn't see pink. Mm-hmm. I couldn't. I don't know. I couldn't do it. Don't get antsy, just get dancing. I don't know if I can do it. But uh, you know, my my my, my daughter went because uh, you know she she should have gone. Nice. And so she went and I asked her what you thought about it. She's like, I knew some of the songs. You reminded me when I was young. But I took my daughter to see uh uh who was it uh. Man, I can't remember. Man, it was a uh, golly, it was a drummer, jazz drummer. Uh, uh big. I'm I'm trying to think out. 
Well, anyway, I've taken my I've, t- I've taken my daughter. To, I took her to see Alex Cunningham, mm-hmm. and he was like wilding. I took I took my took them both to see Sandy Ewan. It was they were like, you know, it was it was it was something. You know, I try to I try to show them it all so that maybe it could creep into their mind when they listen to, you know, their their music. They could be like, that kind of is like, because that's how you know the other thing about like Freedom Soul. I was telling you is like Cypress Hill. And like public gaming, public gaming used to sample uh like the riff, like a Mason. So you I would listen to that and be like, wow, you know, like if I, I wish I could and Cypress Hill would have like little noises. So I'd be like, man, we should, you know, we should we should we should do that. But you know. Uh, Oliver, I mean Oliver. Arthur wasn't as into Cypress Hill as, 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 as like that, but I always wanted to do like some. You know, have you ever heard the song Cypress Hill did with uh, Sonic Youth? Yeah, of course. Man, that's man. So I, when I first got into Sonic, when I first when I first liked Sonic Youth, that was like one of the things I thought their guitars sound like Cypress Hill songs. You know, and then Beastie Boys too. You know, like uh, uh, Check Your Head. You know, I was way into that record. So the the what was the uh, so what you what you what you I was way into that I was way into that whole like I wanna and I saw Nirvana and they said that Kurt would break his guitar so he went out to play encores so I thought that would just be funny to be at a rap club and just take mm-hmm. a guitar and be like and then like swing you know and like what the people would think but we never really got to do that except we, when we did it one time and people got mad at us but where yeah. uh, where did you see Nirvana? Uh, at a what's the what's the ballroom? What's the the uh the uh with the with the breeders? Oh, okay, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good, good times, man. So, do you listen to your Astral Spirits records on the stereo on the <laughs> man, speakers with man, your kids? Man, look, man, kids man, man look. Okay, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. What I'm going to start talking about? Yeah. Astral Spirits got a record coming out. What's it called, man? The the darkest way. What's what's the name of the group? What Mike uh, Reed Seppers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Separate party. The separate party. This record is going to be probably the be- the 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 bees knees when that record comes out. Man, they have one song that is amazing. That is, a- but Astral Spirits in general for years. There are so many records. The cra- I was listening to a Crazy Bread record the other day. Uh, they have so many Eve. They have so many great great records on Astral Spirits. That is just fantastic. And then you know they put out some Sandy Ewan stuff. They put out that Sandy Ewan Lisa and Cameron album. Man, Astro Spirit, they put that that Orquesto del Tempo, del Tiempo, del Perdido. That's a, a fantastic record. There are so many, um, yeah, man, Astro Spirits, man. But what I'm asking you is, do you play those records on the speakers at home so your oh, kids Oh, God, yes. Yeah, yeah? My, yeah my, dad, my, 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 my son knows all about uh, Astro Spirits. He knows all, he, 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 he but you know. Free jazz. The, the, you know, sometimes I get, sometimes some, some I get wild, you know, sometimes I get, because... You know, he was talking about he he was talking that talk, and I played uh, Interstellar Space for him, and he was just like, "Wow, this is this is really a lot. It, it is really a lot, son." But I played him Sunny Murray, uh, uh, what's that? Uh, Sunshine, Sunny Murray. And he was like, "Dad, this is got yeah, this is yeah, this is what we this is where we're going, son. This is what's happening." So you know, like he, so it's some things he's into, but when it really gets into like the real heavy art ensemble kind of mm-hmm. when they get serious, serious. He gets a little. He gets a little squeamish. He can't. He was can't. your dad into like John Coltrane things like this? My dad had one Coltrane out. My dad was way into soul. Soul, yeah. He was way into like Luther Vandross. Way into like 
uh, The Temptations, The Commodores. The Commodores still have one of my favorite songs. Uh, he was way into that. And, you know, so so the jazz stuff I didn't get into until later because mainly of John Coltrane. Because John Coltrane put out a box set. And uh, the last three CDs were, like, out. And that's what I... That's right. what I thought about. Look at that, man. They man. were so they were so peaceful. Yeah, they were, and then it goes down like a John Coltrane solo. Yeah. Well, no, your parents were amazing people, man. I love yeah, coming were, to man. your house and, and meeting them and talking to them and you different, know. different, different time, man. You know that my dad came up in the Pan Africanism, yep. And so he had that whole thing about him. So because of that, I, I'm grateful. Um, and uh, my mom, you know, was a librarian. Yeah. So. And my mom used to tell me, she would say, you talk a lot of shit, but if you read something, you would really know that you weren't the only person who thought that, you know? Yep. And uh, that's where Freedom Soul first came from. I was reading a, a book called The Marxist, and uh, and uh, the idea of, well, the idea behind Freedom Sold was, you know, like, okay, you give up your time if they pay you enough. Then you give up more time if they pay you more. Then you give up more time if they pay you more. Then you and eventually... You'll give up your freedom as long as they pay you, you know. So my freedom. So at some, at some point, all my freedom, all my free time, all the ideas of our freedom that I have have all been sold. So at the whole thing was like, how can you sell out when you're already sold? To the point that like we are, we we already been purchased. We've already we already belong to like whatever the system might be, whatever. So at that point, you know, having having um, certain arguments, you know, didn't make sense. But yeah, so that was like the whole thing. And so in Freedom Soul, I got to really. Get into my like existentialism, like uh, you know, see right meals and all that kind of uh, you know, Deleuze and all that kind of like philosophy stuff. Because I got to really think about like, well, in the end, but like you know, I got to really think about like the 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 world that a person lives in versus like what the world does to you versus the world. You know, like in the sense of just saying like. Okay, I'm broke. Okay, yeah. Well, this is what it's like when I wake up in the morning and then this happens and this happens and she wants this, but you know, there's this reality that exists. And then at the same time, why do we want that? Is it because we want it or because we're told to want it? And at some point, isn't it just a vicious cycle? And so that was like the whole thing with Freedom Soul, being able to say like things that was like, okay, I'm not just rapping about like, yo, yo, MCs is whack, you know, that I was like, want to say you something. did that too yeah i did do that i did you do did that, that too, i did though. do that but it was just fun it like was integrated into it the 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 the, the a white ass or a black ass you're still kissing one nowhere to hide nowhere to run i'm a cynical man with the lyrical flair and even if you're aware people still don't care um people are more concerned with the name of the chair it doesn't of uh, the name on some it doesn't depend on who's sitting in a chair the rich get richer the poor make it happen I'm with the militia groups. Why not start capping? Because they start to give a fuck with every 20th person dead. The media shows in a greedy of foes. People are more concerned with the name on their clothes. If they busting your shit today, what would you say? A controlled environment. Deception ain't playing. The same people robbing you all the ones that you're praying for. Look, mom, I see my face on the floor. While I look up, the sun's too bright. They got brown and red included. They just say black and white. And it don't matter the reason. Just as long as we fight. Ignorance and fear, the basis of these places. Man just hunts and never cares who he chases. The trickery has no bias, no preference or shame. 
shame. In this weak game, we all have someone to blame. Silence is the best answer. Should I remain quiet or let a movie director make more money off a riot? You wouldn't know where to go if you weren't told. So how can we sell out when we're already sold? Because it's the popular rap. The popular rap. The popular rap. The power of the slogan. It was it was great to say to, to look at people and say yeah. that. I remember, <laughs> man. Hell yeah, it was. Yeah. That was a that was a that was one where I was like, well. All right, you know, if, <laughs> if I said something that people heard and that, that, that was one of the things I, okay, I'm all right with that. And that's so many years later that I still remember that. That's like, it's just, it's just it's amazing. Uh, yeah, yeah. But it was a thing of like saying like, okay, you know, years ago I said this thing where it's mm -hmm. like, you know, where I, because one of the things that happens is like when you get older, sometimes you don't agree with yourself. You kind of be like, like you've left the self behind. So I, I never wanted to like be do something when I was young and then get older. No, I hate be, that statement. Like I hate shaving. that statement. Yeah, yeah, I hate yeah. that statement. If you're still doing the same thing when you're 40 and you did when you're 20, you yeah, better yeah. think about your day and get the <laughs> fuck out of here. Yeah. All these fat white myself is yeah. not, as a fat white guy. I can say this, right. you know, if you, you don't say it, if you're not one, no, yeah. you can say it too. Do you know how, no, it, it, it I, I'm getting flustered at how yeah. many people, of a certain era yeah. that were so hip hoppity. Yeah. But now they're 50 year old white yeah. guys and they're so total Trump. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. went total Trump. And there's a lot of black guys too. Yeah, I know they exist. Yeah. They yeah. exist. Yeah. But also yeah. let's, and to turn that at the table and that is there's so many people who are just looking for something else. Yeah. They don't know what yeah. it is. They don't they, have yeah. that dialed in, but that, but for some reason, but the whole thing I've, I feel like is a whole, there's a lot of running from the collective understanding of like, Regardless of whether or not we agree on certain things, the fact that neither one of us can afford groceries, the fact that neither one of us can afford gas, the fact that that we're all suffering and there's people who have billions of dollars and you will go to a visa as a regular person or you will go to, you know, one of these places as a regular person, you will spend mad like like a car, you know, like like massive amounts of money to just be like. I, you know, I eat in the same restaurant, like, you know, like the, the idea of luxury or whatever. And there's, and, and as you go and you do that, it's one of the reasons I don't go to Cancun anymore. You're walking over massive poverty, just, just, you know, and everybody there has, it just, just needs you to like, come on, man. Like, you know, Hey, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a whole, I'm, I'm gonna balance your ice cream on my head, you know, like I'm going to swallow fire. And, and I'm just think because you're American, you must be, you know, you must be loaded. And you're like, man, I, you probably have more money than me right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, mm -hmm. like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and then, uh, or like when you go to like Disney and you just see like a Disney hotel was just full of like Walmart, like people who just saved up, every, you know, to go watch some dude walk around in a puppet suit. And you just be like, man, you know, the, the, um, the massive amounts of money that just gets spent on like whatever. But then as you're doing that, you're just walking over just like huge amounts of just homeless impoverished people and just ignoring them and just being like, wow, this is a great, you know, like move over. I don't want them in the picture. You know what I mean? Like it'd be like, we went to Los Angeles, we went to Hollywood and we were walking down the street. You know, I was looking for a dispensary and we were walking down the street and in, in the, in the, in the alleyways, you just saw whole like cities of homeless people. Just like, what, what is it? And they were just out like laying out on the street. And it's like, it's hard to have a thing where you like, feel like oh yeah this what you know 
vape pen is important, you know, but this guy don't have, you know what I mean? Like, wow. You know what I mean? Like, and then it just lets you know, like, cause it's Los Angeles that people's dreams were probably like, you just look at somebody who's just been like crushed by life and it's like sitting there and it's just like, uh, I don't know, man. It, it, it becomes a thing where, where, where you, you, you know, what kind of, uh, that's one of my problems with rap right now. You know what I mean? Like rap used to come from the soil and used to be people who are, and now like this whole massive, Thing of like wealth there's so many people man like it's it it's it, 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 it's insanity man it's it, it's a it's a it's like even when you like having kids you know you walk over like you know like they tell a kid to school like oh well if you don't make a's you know you're gonna be a homeless you're gonna not have nothing and i tell these kids so homeless people are some of the most brilliant people you've ever met but life is a, is a ridiculous thing man like the idea that you have to have so much money to make a living like you cannot not have money you cannot like for and and like there's no retirement you know what i mean so you're going to be working at this point forever and you're going to be and you know i mean and it's just like the the generation before us you saw people who were like you know i'm a gym teacher and they had a beautiful house and a wonderful car and they had a wonderful you know i'm a i'm a but now like it's just like you know so at that point i think that it would be it, 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 it it's very silly for people to be like oh well you know trump or whatever you know like a millionaire like like a billionaire is gonna save us you know like you're gonna like he's concerned about having another you know what i mean like what do you think his main concern is going to be but but then people but regular people like poor people be like you know he speaks his mind he he's a he's a straight shooter he he he, he doesn't get pushed around by the people and you just be like what are you talking about like it's like are you serious? Like, do you, you understand how how many people have to be be quiet for this guy to stay in power? And now you see him just going to prison left and right. And it, like all the crimes or whatever that these people committed while this dude and like, like, like crimes, you know, and then you see all that massive amount of money. But then you also see like that massive sea of just inequality, you know, and you just kind of go like, man, I don't know how y'all can look at this dude and be like or look at any of these ideas and just be like, yeah. I'm going to be, but one day I'm going to, like, what, like, where are you going to move to? You know, it's like the walking dead, you know, in the walking dead, how they would always find like a house way, way, way up in the hill that the zombies didn't go to because they were so far away from all the people. But if they walked in the city, you know what I mean? It's like this, this thing of like, how far can you be away from people to not to be unaffected by like the shit, you know what I mean? Like, and some people don't have that option. You know what I mean? Like even in Most. as an educator yeah and as an educator you know you see some teachers and they'll be like these people the kids the, i live right down the street like you drive way out to the waterfall hills or whatever but i live right down the street from the same people that you're saying like what's going to happen if they don't graduate yes i have a vested option <laughs> to make sure that they have an idea you know what I mean? because what's going to they're going to run right into my house they're going to you know what i mean like that's what's going to happen you know what i mean like so it's so it, it's it's a uh, yeah, I think that's I think that's that so many poor people like identify with like massive wealth rather than just be like, man, there's more of us that if we all banded together, we can, you know, what I mean, like I was telling you, poverty is not a natural condition. You know what I mean? Like and and that, and there's so many people that, you know, like what's it uh, California? They have one hundred and forty homeless people, one hundred and forty million homeless people, one hundred and forty million homeless people. That's insane, man. That's it. And 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 you said and all those rich people that live in California, what did they do? They moved to Austin. They're like, you know what? See, 
it's too, many, it's too many. It's too many. It's too many homeless people. Let's go to Texas and make them homeless. You know? uh, no. And then they'd be in Austin, be like, I can't stand all these homeless people. Let's move to Wisconsin. Yeah. Man, well, I tell you, that's all. You know, thank you for doing your part to save The Walking Dead from Walking Dead. We'll see. We'll see. You know, as an educator and as a person who's in the community and and actually cares. That's very important, man. I've always known that about you and love that about you. You're my brother, man. And I'm glad we finally got to do this. Yeah, yeah. Sit down. For sure. Have some real talk. We've been talking about it for long enough. You know, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm glad you had me. I don't know know if I'm important enough to to merit a podcast, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, you are. This is a podcast where I talk to my friends, man. This is where I sit down and talk to my people. Oh, man. Well, I appreciate it, man. You are. You are one of the uh you know one of the things uh your birthday is like one day before or after no, before mine i'm the 16th and, and so that's the thing so i always feel like uh there was all there, there, there but but you know one of the things i was saying about how i how i you know it's, it's one thing to have a per like a like a goal post or whatever where you can look at a person that you actually know and that person is like an inspiration to you and so there was always like certain things that i like uh that I would do, but there's always certain things that I wouldn't do. Cause I'd be like, man, you know, if I did that, <laughs> you know, how would I be, how would I be seen by me? You know, and, 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 you know, and, and that's one of the things and the struggle is real, you know, you're, 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 but you know, the fact that you've made it like this, like, like this long, um, you know, that's, that's, that, 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 that's an inspiring thing, man. Cause, cause it's, it's, you know, a lot of people bowed out, you know, 20, 30 years ago, man. And, and, and yeah. you're, you know, and, and, and that, that's why, you know, when I see you like on the Netflix documentaries or whatever, or when I just see people like try to, you know, give you, you, you know, whatever your flowers or whatnot, that's like one of the things where you go, well, yeah, you know, because this dude has been around for a long, for, you know, I mean, he like, you know what I mean? Like, and, and like in, in various capacities, you know what I mean? Like you, like you've been with the punk rock dudes who didn't make no money and then the hip hop dudes and, you know what I mean? You, in various capacities, you've been out there for a while and, 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 and people like you don't normally, uh, you know, that, that's usually a darker story. You know what I'm saying? You know, <laughs> well, my advice is you should definitely try to make more money than I do in right. some way, in if you can, way. Yeah. but also still try to live your life. Keep it real. Hey man, you know, when, when it, when it, when, when it's all over mm. and, and, the, and the story is told, that's part of the story. You know, everybody who gave up or everybody who, who, who went for the thing, that's part of the story too. You know, like at one point, like most people can say like one part of my life was like really exciting, but you could say, you know, you've been doing this for, and you know, you have two grown children, you know what I mean? And you, and, and you've had, you know, you, you know, you, you know, very instrumental in certain things or whatever. So yeah, man, I felt like, you know, you should be, you should be, should be proud, man. You've done, I appreciate you, you, it. You, you've done good things, man. Oh, thank you. Right. I appreciate it very much, man. For real. Oh, yeah, no problem. And I, you know, it's nothing but mutual respect oh, as yeah. well. I'm always happy to talk to you. Always happy yeah, when we can get on the phone and uh, maybe we'll be living closer to each other. Sometime yeah, there, there you go. We, we can hang, see. we can hang, we can hang offline. There we go. For sure. IRL. Is that what the kids say? IRL. That's what they say, man. All right, man. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to get another episode of Talk So Real with Matt Sunzal. This has been my edition with Kwame Anderson of Seeds of Soul, Freedom Soul, many things, man. And I do hope you'll tell a friend to tell a friend to tune in to uh, Talk So Real on all the platforms. Thanks again.